0: The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is a prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. At the door. Father, we thank you because we have that which we have requested of you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, Father. Oh, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Honor and glory we give unto you, Lord. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Praise the name of the Lord. We announced last week that, I mean, and, and I think before last week, that we are starting a new series today. And um, the series is titled, titled what? Make Your Life Count. Make Your Life Count. Make Your Life Count. And I explained that while we're growing up, a lot of us, if not all of us, a lot of us said something like this. When I grow up, I want to, I will, I will, you know. And, and this, actually, this, this series, it's, I cut myself, you know, it's just about um, the process God is taking me through. And I found out that I, I began to say, um, uh, before I die, I will, before I die, I will have planted churches in every nation of the earth. Before I die, I will have, For instance. So, but some of us haven't articulated that yet. But you've been thinking about it. But what you are thinking about definitely is not when I grow up. If you are thinking when I grow up, your children will ask you, (laughs) where will you grow up? And, you know, we are all somewhere in that spectrum. Some of us are still saying, when I grow up, at 40, when I grew up, <laughs> some of us are transitioning, you know, and some of us actually are saying, that is exactly what I have been feeling. And you will notice that in the two, the two people, two young men, you know, that, that spoke, their perspectives were different, you know, one wanted to skydive, be a pastor, be an oil magnate, a football coach, um, grab <laughs> 10 Grammy Awards. <laughs> you know? And the other is focused on relationships, leaving a legacy, building a foundation, you know. And all that. When we were younger, we had no limitation to our thinking. We could we 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 could think in any direction. We wanted to be many things. When when I was younger, I I wanted to be a pilot. But as God will have it, I am a pilot today. <laughs> because I, 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 honestly I, I used to think that hey Femi what happened to your pilot dreams and it occurred to me that I'm actually a pilot I'm leading this time I'm leading souls to eternity I'm carrying I mean isn't that even more serious than being a physical pilot but I'm still going to drive a, fly a plane say amen Oh, come on. Some of you are like, Pastor, grow up. (laughs) My point is that as we grow up, life happens. We hit roadblocks. We get hurt. We gather what we term as experiences. And those experiences, well, experiences are good, but those experiences, for a lot of people, have become a cage. So we live in a cage built with experiences, and our experiences forms our limitations. So, so a, a young guy says, "I want to be, I want to go skydiving." The old man says, "No, no, don't talk about going skydiving. I broke my leg just trying to jump from three feet." I have experience. God is saying to you today, don't let your experience become your limitation. Don't let your experience cage you. Don't let your experience define your reality. You you need to break out of yes, you experience. It. I'm not saying you should deny your experiences. Learn from your experiences, but guess what? God wants you to spread your wings and fly again. Spread your wings and fly. So you need to ask yourself: what is limiting me? What is actually limiting me? What are the things that are actually preventing me from being the person that God has created me to be? There's um, an illustration that was done, I mean, an experiment, actually, that was done, I mean, it's a popular story now of the the monkey. The monkey, maybe three feet tall, can scale a height seven feet tall or more because the monkey is designed to jump. But they put the monkey in a place and they put a lead Transparent lead on his head at maybe five feet. And the monkey jumps and hits the lead, comes down, jumps and hits the lead, 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 jumps and hits the lead. And after a while, they removed the lead. And the monkey jumps again. But couldn't jump higher than five feet. The monkey still had the ability to scale several feet, But the monkey has gathered experiences. You know some people when they talk, "I have experience." Let me tell you by experience, if you allow somebody and you over their limitations you will have succeeded in changing your destiny. If you allow somebody else hand you over their own limitation, telling you that, oh, this cannot be done because of A, B, C, D. I have this experience. Learn from experiences. But let God determine how far you go. Praise the name of the Lord. Let God determine. And, and, and many people... You know, I've, I've heard a single lady say to me, Pastor, I'm not even sure I'm going to get, I want to get married. Even though I know I'm going to get married. And I know that that's, if she gets married, that is a disaster waiting to happen. Why? And she says, oh, because all men are liars. I said, that's a lie. says, said, but Pastor, I said, I am not a liar. But you are uh, married. The type of you are not available again. I said, it is a lie. So, but Pastor, this person jilted me, lied, that person lied, that person lied, that person lied, that person lied. But the truth is, there will be another lady that will say to God, if there's only one truthful man on earth. I know you have reserved him for me. We will get married to the right person. Why? Because you, refu- you cannot define your life by your failings. You cannot afford it. And many people have come here today and God is saying to you, yes, you had those experiences, but what I'm about to do in your life, eyes have not seen it. Say amen. Come on. Ears have not heard it. It hasn't even entered into the heart of man. What I have planned for you. So tell your friend. What is your best wish for me? Let them what happened? Oh, okay, good, good, good. Okay, go ahead, ask your friend. What's your best wish for me? I didn't mean that literally, actually. But you guys are so on fire that, you know. Okay, now, what they've told you, God is going to do far beyond that for you. You know why? Because what he wants to do has not even entered into the mind. Of, so if the mind can conceive it, It is not big enough. Praise the name of the Lord. And that is what God will do in your life in Jesus' name. This year, you will take giant steps towards fulfillment of your destiny. In the mighty name of Jesus. There will be such acceleration. And you will live long. And I will live long. And we all will live long. By the grace of God, in Jesus' name. You know, the word of God says, I will satisfy you with what? With long life, right? Let's say that that satisfaction of your own long life is 120 years. Someone was praying for me that, Pastor, may you live up to 120 years. I didn't say amen. Why why do I want to live up to 120 years? Why does anybody want to live up to 120 years? Don't you want to go to heaven? (laughs) Should be you will be talking about this heaven ever since. Come on. (laughs) Praise the Lord. God will satisfy you with long life. Whatever that is for some people, it's 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever that is for you. You see, at the end of your life, you should, and I'm praying that you will be able to say. Like Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. 2 Timothy 4:7. Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my curse. I have kept the faith. Paul did not say. I have finished Peter's curse. Paul said, I have finished my curse. All of us, we have our courses. If you understand that by the grace of God, there's nobody I'm jealous of. Not one. By the grace of God. Why? It's simple. Because I understand that we are running different races. You know, my grandmother used to say that you don't look at another person's wristwatch to walk. Oh, all my mates, all my mates are doing this. All my mates are doing that. All my, look, don't kill yourself. You are on a special track. By the time God is done with you, all your mates will celebrate you. you say Amen. <laughs> But because of where God is taking you, for some of us, God needs to prepare you extra. And while He's preparing you extra, you are grumbling, you are complaining. Oh my mates, all oh, my mates, all oh, my my mates. Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I'm praying. By the time you are 120, uh, here yeah, you want to be, you will say, I have finished my course. That is the life that counts. I have finished my course. What makes a man sure? Why is a life? What makes a man so sure that I have finished my course? How, pastor? How? That's what this series is all about. That's what this series is all about. How can my life count? That's what this is all about. Today, we are just laying a foundation. We are laying a foundation. We are on a journey. Everybody say we are on a journey. So by way of foundation, I'm going to share four things with you that should give you perspective about making your life count. And next week, by the grace of God, we are going to build on that. We are going to build on that in a specific direction which I thought we would touch on today, but because of time, we won't even touch it today. Praise the name of the Lord. Four things. How many things? Four things. Number one. Study. Everyone say study. Study. Be a master in your field. Master your field. If your field is... Painting faces. What's that thing called? Makeup, yes, thank you. Sorry, forgive me, forgive me. But that's what I see them doing. Ladies. Ladies. The first foot... I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. (laughs) I want want to eat lunch today. I don't want my wife to say, okay, no lunch for you. Be the best. My mom used to say to us, and my mom is here, by the way, let's put our together for... Doctor, She's, she has a PhD. She's a pastor. She's a area pastor, zonal pastor, zonal pastor in RCCG. She's mother of six children, five boys, one girl, of whom I am told. I get there. Thank you. My mother used to say that if you are sweeping, and she taught us this when we were little, be the best sweeper. If all you are doing is cleaning, Femi, make sure that you are the best cleaner. And that's not only me, I mean, my, my three, three of my brothers are here. I mean, guys, that's, she used to, Make sure you are the best cleaner. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be... You, you, some people think, as you're going to see, that until, until I become the, the CEO. No. Be diligent. Study. Be the best in your field. 2 Timothy 2.15. 2 Timothy 2.15 says that study to show yourself approved unto God a workman that need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Paul was talking to Timothy, a young pastor, and he's saying, "Man of God, commit yourself to this study." Many of us don't study. Many, many people, not in this church. If you are in this church, Jesus is changing you night now in Jesus' name. Many of us are mentally lazy. Mentally lazy. Apply your mind. It's difficult. You just want to... You know, Bill Gates, the mom was looking for him all over the house when he was a little boy. And he was in his room. He was thinking about solving a software problem. And the mom was like, I've been looking for you. Where have you been? And he said to the mom, I've been thinking, don't you think? It's loaded, loaded. Don't you think? A lot of people don't. For your life to count, you have to study. Statistically, it has been shown that the way people learn to use a device in the first 10 days is essentially the way they will use it for the life of the device. You get a phone. He has a manual. You first 10 days you scramble your way around, find your way around. After the first 10 days, most people use the function they learned in the first 10 days for 3 years if they have that phone for 3 years. And in many cases neglecting 90% of the function of the phone. Why spend a hundred and fifty thousand dollars getting a phone? I'm using only ten percent of what it has to offer. Many times we get phones so that we can show off. You get, you get an iPhone five with a shiny case, and you go for a meeting and you drop your phone on the table. Then you put your hands in your pocket. Shakara. You can't even use the phone well. And it shows how fickle we can be. People that live like that really don't live a significant life. It's scary because a lot of people live like that. Take a phone from someone I showed the person a few things. He said, ah, my phone can do that. And so you don't know? He says, I don't know. Me, I just want to make call and receive call. I said, if you want to make call and receive call, buy what's that called? Palasa. I didn't know what palasa was. buy palasa. Is it by force to buy a smartphone? You buy a smartphone... You are mentally lazy. You will not try. I say, ah, pastor, is it because I bought the phone? That's why I have to be going to school? No. Because you are who you are. That's why you have to study the phone. It's not about the phone here. It's about your life. A lot of us, our lives are filled with potential. All of us. Our lives are filled with the things that God want us to be, but we scramble around with 10% of our offering, and we take 10% of our offering, because we are getting some results. So, this is for me to just make call and receive call. Kuku, use the palasa. Bring your smartphone. (laughs) Praise the name of the Lord. So God wants you to deploy yourself. God wants you to deploy. And, and you, can't, you need to study. You need to give diligence to these things. Our need for predictability kills our quest for more depth. Our need to be, for predictability kills our quest for more depth. We, want, we just want to know, okay, this is where, this is where, this is where, that's, that's all. So number one, study. Number two, we dove sales into number two. Do little things well. Do little things well. Do little things how? Well. Many people want God to, do, to bless them with a great thing, but they will not do little things well. They will not do little things well. Rick Warren, some pastor, says that doing little things well is the path to getting great things done. Doing little things well is a path to getting great things done. In Luke 19:17, Luke 19:17, this is Jesus speaking himself in a parable. Luke 19, 17 says, Well done, the king exclaimed, You are a good servant, you have been faithful in the little I entrusted to you. So you will be governor over what? Ten cities. Now, many people will pray for ten cities. They will fast for ten cities. They will kill all the demons in the world for ten cities. But they still won't get ten cities. Why? Because they are not faithful in the little things. They, they, God, God has given you a little thing. You are, not, you, you are ignoring it. Why? Because you, all you are dreaming about is the big thing. And God is saying, do Little things well. I believe that this year, I believe God was telling me earlier on this morning, that this year, God is coming to visit us. There's going to be a visitation, which means there's going to be promotions in Jesus' name. So what that means is, the little things you have, God is going to check. God is going to be checking. How are you doing How are you doing? And many times we like I said over and over and over again, you know, you have a a young man that is 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 not responsible and he wants to get married. You you can't even pay for your shirts to be washed. Somebody washes your shirt, you still want to take the shirt and not pay him. But you want to get married. How can you take care of a whole human being if you cannot take care of your shirt? Praise the name of How can you take care of a whole human being if you cannot take care of your shirt? You are faithful in little things. I said, watch, first, watch me explain. For some of us, when maybe we we, uh, we get an income of twenty thousand naira a month, oh, we tithe twenty thousand naira. What's the tithe? What tithe of twenty thousand naira? Two thousand naira. We say, God, I bring my tithe to the house. God says, mm. God ups it, becomes hundred thousand a month. We say, God, for the of your kingdom on earth. God says, mm. Over time, God ups it. It becomes 5 million a month. You say, God! Remember my sacrifice. God ups it. It becomes 50 million a month. You say, God! What are they even doing with that money? deserve and that's when we begin to have problems then, then, then we rationalize them. say okay I'm going to give to modernized baby home you should but that's not your tithe I'm going to give to um, I'm going to pay this person's school fees you should but that's not your tithe I'm going to rationalize God but you see the, the way spiritual things work is like spiritual things It's not a switch Spiritual things is like an electric oven. That when you plug, it takes time to what? Heat up. That's why some people, when are praying, when you keep praying, you notice that after a while you begin to get the results, right? It takes time to heat up. And it's the same thing when you unplug the electric oven, it also takes time to what? To cool off. So somebody that has been praying and things have been happening, things have been happening, and the person becomes complacent, doesn't pray anymore. That's where spiritual things are dangerous. Things will continue to happen. They will continue to happen. But after a while, what will happen? They will begin to... I pray that your progress will not dwindle. Same thing with with tithing. You you are faithful and all that. Then doors begin to open. Then you stop. You rationalize. You You pay anything but your tithe. Things will still progress. And that is the false confidence that people have. That after all, even I I even have more income, these things, you know, you have to be wise. Slowly but surely, things will begin to grind to a halt. It's better to maintain the cruise. If you know what it is to maintain the cruise than to start again, I begin to believe God. Of course, a lot better. So, God says to us, Here, take this. Be faithful in it. We say to God, God, give me the big thing. Then I will show you I will be faithful. God says, if you are not faithful in little things, you will not be faithful in, in big things. Even if your revenue is $50 million a month, it is still small compared to what God wants to do with you. I thought someone would say amen. amen. It is still small. The problem is we allow logic to short-circuit our progress. Not in this church, in Jesus' name. Because we are wiser than that. Number three. Number one. Study number two. And number three, be stable. Stability be stable. Spiritual stability, emotional stability are indispensable. Be stable. James 1, verse 8. James 1 8 says a double minded man is what? Is unstable. In all his ways. Double-minded man. If God is God, serve him. If you don't want to serve God, leave God alone. Be stable. Praise the Lord. Be what? Be stable. Genesis 49 from verse 3. This is Israel speaking over his children prophetically. Genesis 49 verse 3 to 4. The word of God says it started with Reuben, and he said, Reuben, Reuben. Israel speaking to Reuben, my first son, my might, the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, the excellency of power. Verse 4. Look up, read on the screen. Unstable as water. Because you are unstable as water, Reuben. You will not excel, Reuben. But you will excel (laughs) in the mighty name of Jesus. Reuben, because you are unstable as water, your life will not count, Reuben. But your own life will count in the mighty name of Jesus. Stability is so key. Water flows. Water flows. Water, if, if water is flowing and you put a rock here, what would water do if it just... You know, flow around the rock. Some of people are like that. They just flow. Just flow. Water, secondly, takes the shape of whatever container is in. If you have a V shaped glass cup, what will be the shape of the water? It will just be V. If you have a round pot, what will be the shape of the water? And a lot of people are like that. They take the shape of the environment they are in. Oh yes, they are like chameleons. When they are in church, they are the most spiritual people. When they are work, they are animals. God wants you to be transformed, not to conform. Water is unstable. Number three, water changes state easily. If temperature drops, water becomes ice, solidifies. Temperature increases a little bit. Water becomes liquid. Temperature increases a little bit. Water vaporizes. It changes states. God wants you to be stable. And you will be stable this year and beyond. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number four. Number one is what? Study number two. Do these things well. Number three. This table Number four, stop procrastinating. Stop procrastinating. What has God told you to do? Do it. Just do it. God has told you to do something. Do it. Eh, but eh, okay, I will do it later. When I do it later, I will do it better. Have Have you heard that before? Do it. God says you do something. Do what? Just do it. You see, the the, the one thing that, that makes a lot of us procrastinate is because we rely so much on our intentions. We have very good intentions. Oh, pastor, oh, God sees my heart. My heart is very pure. We have very good intentions. But someone says, someone says that I will not be remembered in this world because of my great intentions, or my ability to procrastinate so effectively, praise the name of the Lord. Neither will you. Nobody is remembered because they have good intentions. A husband that can put food on the table, for instance, and forgets to put food on the table. It doesn't make it a priority. Then gets home and says to the wife, oh, I have good intentions. Ah, you may be angry with me, but God sees my heart. God knows that I would have brought this food. Does that help anybody? Doesn't it help anybody. Nobody gets anywhere with good intentions. Nobody. Praise the name of the Lord. Jesus says in John 9:4. Jesus says that we must quickly carry out the task assigned to us by the one who sent us. The night is coming, and then no one can walk. I must walk the work of Him that sent me because night is coming when no one can walk. People will be willing to walk, but people will not be allowed to work. Some of us will think, oh, I, I have time, you know, when it is night, I will walk, I'll put on the gen. <laughs> the nights that Jesus is talking about, there's no gen. No one can walk. So you have the book, read the book. You have the project, do the project. God says you should give, give. God is asking you to give your life, give your life. Just do it. Praise the name of the Lord. And I say again, you will live long in Jesus' name. Say amen now, come on. But at the end, you will also be able to say, I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course. I have finished my course. As we bring this introductory part of the um, series to a close, you may be here saying that, Pastor, I need to get right with God. Pray with me. I need to put my life with God in order. Oh, I used to, I used to be born again, but I, I'm still in, I mean, way, 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 but I want to get back with God. I want to pray with you first. You don't need to come forward. I want to pray with you wherever you are seated. Let's scan it our hearts as we our heads. Let's give the benefit of privacy for our brothers and our sisters, perhaps that will be here, that want to make this call. I saying, Pastor, pray with me. I'm close to church, but I'm far from God. I'm close to church, but I'm far from God. Pray with me wherever you are seated. I want to pray with you. God bless you. Put up that hand now over your head, and I will God bless you. I know you are there. God bless you. God bless you, hand, hand God bless you right there. God bless you. Put it up, put it up. Keep the hands up. God bless you right there. God bless you, sir. God bless you my brother. God bless you. Right there. God bless you, my brother. God bless my brother. Another hand there. God bless you. If I put in the hand put it up well. Well, God bless you. Is that hand going up? God bless you. Put it up. God bless you. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. I'm close. I'm close to church, but I'm far from God. I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. God bless you. Right at the back. God bless you. Right there. My sister, I can see your hand right at the back. God bless you. That is me. That's me. Pray, pray with me. Pray with me. Father in heaven, we pray for everyone that has surrendered to you today and everyone over the internet also that is surrendering to you. We ask in the name of Jesus that you reveal yourself to them in the mighty name of Jesus. Change these lives totally. Let your name and your name alone be glorified. Father, we pray for everyone of us that has heard this word that we will be able to say when the time comes I have finished my course that we will be able to say that we've made our lives count honor, glory, dominion, and majesty we give her to you in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Amen.